Seattle is home to a wide variety of people. It's different than what I grew up in, but that doesn't have to make it bad. I think depending on who you talk to, this part of the States can get a bad rap. Um, but man, it's just home to people like you and me. My name's Irene Martinez. Um, I've been at Epic Life for seven months. And what keeps me around here is, I don't want to, at the risk of sounding cheesy, the the people mm-hmm. I have been able to meet, whether it's virtually or, you know, in person at service or something like that. Um, I've been able to meet people who are real Um, And I think those words can come out of someone's mouth and they don't really mean it, but I really mean it. Like, I, I love people, but also I want like that genuineness. And I see that um, in people at Epic Life. Yeah. Yeah. What? uh, Okay. So, I mean, we know you've been here for seven months and um, what? I don't know. I mean, so seven months, like your, your entire understanding of Epic Life, save for a few trips, because you, you've come and visited me before you lived here, but save for a few trips, seven months of Epic Life um, during the COVID time. So like the COVID time, um, what, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, obviously I know, and you can share as, again, as much as you're comfortable with, but how does that differ from maybe uh, previous faith, faith expressions or church expressions that you've been a part of? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, right now, it looks like a lot of Zoom. <laughs> yeah. um, so like house church on Zoom, um, or maybe there's some meetings. But it also looks like whenever I first got here, I got here in the summer, it looked like a lot of figuring out what is Epic Life about? And, you know, Keith will do this with new people. He'll, like, take them on a tour of Aurora, and this is the heart of the church. This is the vision that God has given him for the church, and as a church, this is what we're doing. Um, So it was a lot of, like, figuring out who is Epic Life, who are the people, and who are the people we want to serve in this community? Mm. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's what my experience with Epic Life has been so far far I feel well I feel like I've gone past the getting to know you stage I guess you could say with in my relationship with epic life and now it's like I'm committed and I'm all in yeah yeah um who's your favorite I'm just kidding that's not a question that well, definitely not you no, I was <laughs> kidding for those who don't know because I don't think you said it yet we're siblings so uh some people, a lot of people know that already, but just in case someone's listening to this and thinks I'm being mean, it's kind of my duty to be mean yeah. to you. Super super sassy and just back and forth to each other, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we grew up together. We uh, went to the same same college, actually. Ended up um, there for time kind of together. Um, what, yeah, what was, what was that like? I mean, I know... We're, we're kind of going backwards a little bit, but that's okay. I kind of want to work up to the beginning time of how you even decided to come to Epic Life. For you, I mean, I, I, I obviously I know, but this is really about right. like Epic Life kind of getting to know you. So like as much as okay. you want to share, like 
what experiences, how about this? What experiences between the time that you and I were at college together until now, because that like covers everything. Ooh, yeah. Make, like make you who you are and, and kind of help, will help Epic Life understand who you are. Okay, it's about to get real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so whenever people get to know me and I tell them that I'm an introvert, that kind of surprises them because I'm very social um, for the most part. But I remember going off to college was a big deal. A lot of people thought, Irene, you're going to want to come back like right away. But honestly, it was a place for me to thrive. But I had you there at first and that was a really sweet thing. But then once you left, it's like, I got to be my own person. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I think I already had like that. I had that separation, but it was even more so. Um, and there were a few things that were defining for me. I was in this college ministry and you're, you're familiar with them, Colton and Katie White. Um, and they really poured into me and um, my really, they discipled me and they invited me along to see the work of God uh, in their life and the life of the church and all that. And so that was very significant for me. That really helped shape me. Um, and then I actually got to leave the country a few times and that shift in my worldview, I think it took me outside of this box of what Christianity looks like um, in America versus what is the global church? What is God doing in the world? You know, and that really shifted things for me as well as just being involved with welcoming international students on campus. And that's actually a big passion of mine. If you sit down with me for more than like five minutes, you'll probably hear that out of my mouth you know so I graduate college and maybe it's like this sense of adventure or like just being bored um it's more than that obviously and that's a longer conversation if anybody wants to have that conversation with me I'm down um but I ended up leaving the country for a bit and I taught English overseas and I had a good time and I was just really learning a lot about other cultures outside of mine, whether that's like our Hispanic culture or like the American church culture or whatever, um, really got to step outside of that. But like, to be honest, and I won't go into super detail because like I said, longer conversation, but my mental health was suffering. Mm. It really was. And I was not in a good place. And, and I kept operating out of this belief that, it, that my worth isn't what I did you know, and it took me to this place where I was exhausted. I was just completely empty, like nothing left to give and even past that. And, and I took a step back and my coworkers also with me took a step back and it's like, Hey man, like it's time to rest. Um, so I came back to the U S right before borders closed. Um, with COVID a little backtrack, I spent some time in England to rest. And as I was coming back from the UK, to the states, the borders closed for COVID. And I ended up doing online church in South Carolina for a bit. And finally, it was kind of like, you know what? Hector's been pestering me for the last few years. Um, why not? Why not move somewhere? I have no strings anywhere, really. Yeah. I was in this season of starting all over again. And I ended up at Epic Life. And not just Epic Life, but North Seattle. I ended up here. Yeah. Yeah, um, I am kind of interested, like, what, so you come out here and you start new in, in North Seattle, and again, right, because you, you mentioned it kind of, you know, do your own thing, be a part of your own church community, and 
what does that look like now coming to North Seattle? You and I happen to live like we're actually, you're literally above me um, in your apartment unit. You know, we live in the same building. And so what does that look like now that we're part of the same church, but really trying to establish your own place in that community? Yeah, um, I think I remember one of the first Sundays because, you know, I get here and it can be, it's it's a comfort on one side to know Hector can connect me with people, right? Um, but it's another to be like, okay, but like, what about making my own friends? And I, I can't remember, I think it was Lydia. Um, if any of you don't know Lydia and Damien in the church, you should get to know them. They're great. Um, they, they're really great. <laughs> anyway, that aside, I remember approaching her and I was like, hey, let's be friends. So that's kind of my approach. I, it's funny because I recharge alone, but I love people. And so I was just like, no, I'm going to, this is going to happen. And I even told her, cause we were both kind of new. She, she had been coming before online, um, but we were just starting as a church to meet in person. I was like, you know what? No, let's just decide to be friends. And that's kind of my approach on things. I'm just, I've kind of decided to put myself out there. Um, would it be awkward sometimes? For sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not a much of a small talk kind of gal, <laughs> so it, yeah. it meant like putting myself out there with the small talk, but it was worth it. You know, it's like building those connections and um, getting to know people more like, Hey, tell me your story. How did you end up here? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And so have you, have you been able to see that kind of play out continually? Cause that's, that's one, one connection and, it's, and that's good. I'm not, I don't want to like discount that, but like, are you seeing like the continuation of that? Are you able to, to have you been able to, to make kind of those spaces here of, that like feel like your own? Yeah, I think for sure. And I have communities in different parts of the city as well. That's really helpful. And I kind of like do my own thing. Um, so yeah, I would say so. I've just been really putting myself out there. Yeah. Uh, do you, you mentioned communities in different parts of the city. Do you, can you share about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I work a few times a week, but then the other days that I'm not, I tutor in South Seattle at the Somali Community Center. My friend Sada there um, and I, we, we work together to provide tutoring for children. And I'm not the only teacher. It's just I'm one of them. So I've been doing that and just showing up to the community in whatever way I can be helpful. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, has that been hard to, to get into the community there? or? Yeah, so just like a relationship with anybody, you show up for people. You know what I mean? Um, we've talked about this before, but whenever you have a friendship with someone, show up. And you kind of expect the same back that they show up. And so I just keep showing up. And Sada and I have talked about that. Um, this is just what you do when you're in community. You show up and you're present. And so in a way... Kind of, because I'm a stranger coming in and I, yeah, I, it was, I don't know if I would say difficult. It was just like an effort, but now it's just, I'm in the community. I'm part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's good. Um, okay, so you're involved in South Seattle and, and, and I don't know if you said that. I can cut that out if, if uh, you didn't or don't need that, but. So you're you're involved in the Somali community at least, and you're you know you're doing work and part of you know working here in the neighborhood. Um, 
what what about Seattle in general? And that could be South, that can be here in North Seattle, uh, maybe a, a combination of two, but like previously, I mean, you're talking international, you're talking about Texas, talking about, you know, being um, in other parts of America. Like what, what do you feel is kind of your um, summary, if you will, of North Seattle or of Seattle? Seattle is home to a wide variety of people. Um, it's, it's different than what I grew up in, but that doesn't have to make it bad. I think, I think depending on who you talk to, this part of the States can get a bad rap. Um, but man, it's just home to people like you and me who have a desire to belong to a community, have a desire to be known. And whether people express that outwardly or not, I see that here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Would you, I mean, I, I hear kind of a little bit of that, like the people, the people, right? Like, what is, what is the thing that like, you just get passionate about, you know, like if, if, if you're going to do one thing right now, maybe not for the rest of your life, but like right now, um, what is the thing that like gets you fired up? And I, I mean, specifically as, as far as like kingdom work and, and working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm open with anybody and everybody about this, but I think the rest of my life in whatever capacity, I want to be a bridge builder. Mm. I am passionate like I cannot shut up about the importance of having conversations with someone who believes differently than you whether that's interfaith politically you name it like all those categories I think it's so important that we take time to listen and for me it's like you know what I will willingly step out and have those conversations first so other people can come along you know and right now um I work with an organization in the city and the, the heart of it is for Christians and Muslims to have conversations. And that's something I care about. Cause I think sometimes people are like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. This is so scary. And I'm, that's, I hope that didn't come off as making fun of people. I'm sorry if that did. I, what, but what I mean is it, we can get so scared of people we don't know. Um, like, Oh, my, my, um, neighbor who is atheist, my neighbor who is Hindu, my neighbor who is Muslim. I don't know how to talk to somebody out of my faith background and you just step out and do it. Or my neighbor who votes this way, my, my neighbor who, um, yeah, whatever, you know, I think we can step back out of fear that we'll say the wrong thing. And we feel like we have to walk on eggshells. Um, but if you build trust with one another, you don't have to. And you can listen and you can disagree on things that do make a difference, but it doesn't have to destroy. And, and not everyone's going to agree with me on that. And obviously there are extremes that please do not apply what I'm saying to that. Um, but I really, really care about that because I seek to see relationships being built and people acknowledging that it, it is real. It, it, it is possible. Right. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> you know, that really kind of what highlights for me is um, the scripture that talks about, you know, we're, we're ambassadors for Christ. Uh, we've been given this ministry of reconciliation and, and that's, you know, coupled with 
Jesus saying like the, the sum of the law is to love God with everything you got, but then to love people, right? To love your neighbor as yourself. And so I hear that kind of as you're, you're talking, just this, this ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling people. We know um, the gospel, right? Like reconciling people to God by telling them the good news about Jesus, but then also the ministry of reconciling people to one another, um, and as you were talking about bridge building, um, um, I think I think back to university actually to my time at UMHB, and I was an intern at the church that we both went to at one time. And part of my job was to manage a house, and this house was a space where international students can come live, and we welcome them into the community and. I loved having that space for me and my roommates to, to get to know one another in a way that's not forced, you know, um, because we're both choosing to live there and we're choosing to share life together. And on the first night, I remember my roommates, they are, were all actually from a Hindu background. They're, they're all Hindu. And they, they knew that I'm a Christian. And they're like, oh, Irene, you're so, um, that was a comment made. And it wasn't, I want to be preface this and say this isn't like a negative thing at all. You know, it's just, they're just like, you know, we have many gods. You are so narrow-minded. Why don't you join us? You know, we, we love Jesus too. And it was all in jest, but also we got to have that conversation from the get-go. And those are the conversations we had every day because we're not trying to walk on eggshells. We're not being offensive. Like I got to ask them questions about their faith. Like, tell me more about Hinduism and why you believe that. And, and I'll tell you more about, about Christianity and why I believe Jesus is the way. Mm. And, and I loved that. I, I loved it because also, I think so often we make people our projects, Hector, and I, there, people have more dignity than that. They are made in the image of God, so we can treat them as so, as such, you know, like, man, but because I love you and because this is who I am and this, it's just going to be an overflow and it's a natural thing and we don't have to be jerks about it, you know? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, okay, so Epic Life, right? Are it's plastered on the wall as soon as you walk in, right? It's it's right up there. Um, that Jesus came to give abundant life, right? And we kind of take that and, and artistically and, and just kind of pull out, you know, the epic life. Um, this life overflowing. And so how would you maybe, how have, have you seen that at play in your life? And then specifically like here, have you been able to see that play out? Yeah. Um, in general, in my life, especially the last few years, I've seen abundance. I've seen an abundance of God's love and his sufficiency. Um, when I am operating out of emptiness, that it doesn't have to be me. And that's in general. Um, here at Epic Life, I've seen abundance. And after a season of waiting on the Lord and uh, not knowing what's going on, God has provided me with a community, with a church, with um 
people who are just chasing after the things of God. Mm. And to, I think abundance and overflow is a perfect, those are good words to describe the season I'm in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in what ways? take my d group for example um i get to meet with a group of women every other week it's exciting <laughs> like uh, the the energy in the room when we get to discuss the word of god and we get to pray for one another and celebrate the things god has done and and also listen as we share struggles you know that is beautiful that what a privilege that we we get to share that with one another you know the buzzword in like christianity right i feel like is do life together but we're, we're like we are living out our lives together and that is beautiful it's it, it's it's an abundance of God's love and goodness that He would give us a community of people to walk life with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, obviously, I kind of putting this together um, because you're right. The the people um, that that we're surrounded by that that we are actually called together as one people right like as one body not just epic life but really the the church globally and and how how god works through that um it's a beautiful thing um i am curious um about the i'm just curious about the like the sermon the sermon series we're in mm -hmm. uh, what is what is god teaching you like right now uh, whether that's sermon series, whether that is um, your D group. I mean, you talked a little bit about like life and, and I know the D group, like, but like from the scriptures, what is, what is the Lord teaching you? Yeah. Um, we've been talking about this the last few times in D group, but as we read right now, we're in, we just finished Genesis and now we're in Exodus and we get the privilege of hindsight, right? To see how God was at work in this specific time. And I think like the heroes of the faith, like you, like in Hebrews, is it 11 or 12 where it's like a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us and the people they named, you're like, Oh, those are big names. Like Abraham and Moses, like, oh. but then you read about them and it's like, these were real people um, and who had real problems. And it's, uh I want to say this without it's a comfort it's a comfort because I think so often it's like oh let's look to this person as an example but really like ultimately it you go throughout the story of scripture and it points to Jesus and they're like look to God look to God look to God and then Jesus enters in and it's like man like look to Jesus you know and we can be free to mess up and to not have it all together. And that is freeing. And I think so often, and at least for me, whenever I first came to faith when I was 15, and along the way, you just feel this burden of, I don't have my life together. And I think that could be culturally, it maybe not necessarily like, yeah, we just put that on ourselves, you know? And 
we don't have to. Jesus says, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Um, we don't have to, we don't have to strive, you know? And, and, and I, I love walking in the freedom of that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really good. What, if you had five minutes, what would the, the words you, you would use like un, unfiltered, um, you can like, you know, come hard after the people that life. No, but, but to encourage, right. And to, um, just kind of remind maybe Epic Life, what, what would those words be? Um, first, I would thank Epic Life for being a space where someone who doesn't have it all together can step in and not feel like I have to perform. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I think not only the church staff, but church members exemplify that. And that's pretty cool. Um, you don't always see that. And I'm not, I'm not here to bash other churches. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying, I appreciate seeing that in Epic Life. Um, but also just as an encouragement and like, I'm included in this, obviously, like, man, keep, keep chasing after the things of God and um, we're in it for the long haul. Right. Um, and all, keep chasing after things of God, remembering that it is God who does, who accomplishes these things. Yeah. Um, I, I see your passion, Epic Life, to see our neighborhood transformed. I see you doing things well as unto the kingdom of God. And, and I see that and I love it. And I, it is a privilege to be a part of it. And we get to grow in that together. There, I'm sure, because I've only been here for such a small part of it, maybe you can look back to the very beginning and say, wow, we have grown so much. And it's, and in the, in the timeline, like the way God sees things, it's only just begun, Yeah, you know? And it's, it's a privilege to be a part of it. And like, I'm, I think, I want to encourage us to not take it for granted that we get together right now, whether it's online or in person as we're like social distancing and all that, but um, let us not neglect that opportunity we have to encourage one another, to, to love one another. Um, and I say that, I think sometimes people hear those words, especially right now in this season, and there might be shame and guilt associated with that. And that's not what I'm doing at all. What I'm, what I'm saying is like, Hey church, I love you guys. And it's such a privilege to gather with you. Let's continue doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, well, because you and I are um, siblings um, I just want to ask a couple questions kind of off the hip. Um, I made this up like 30 seconds ago. Um, what is your favorite thing about me? <laughs> Are you being serious? No. Okay. <laughs> I, you're wrong. I was like ready to be like, 
to lie for you and say how great you are, but yeah. No, I think um to be honest, like I wasn't I was gonna put you on the spot like that, but um I and I've said this to you before publicly or at least face to face, but I really do um I just appreciate you have having you around. I mean, you know, we joked that like I kind of pestered you for five years or so, even longer. Um, just move out here. Just move out here. Like Seattle's a great place. We'll find something. Like we'll figure it out. Like just come out here. You should come out here. And I remember having those conversations, even to the point where, you know, we would be upset with each other because I just pushed a little too hard. But um, I I really do. I think you know, for the longest time, I would you know, you and I have kind of kept up just during your time away and, and overseas and. Um, I just, I remember telling you about, you know, hey, there's this, this church is just wonderful, you know, too. I, I, I love Epic Life. Like, um, I think the Lord has given, you know, me uh, uh, some deep, you know, a deep love for the people of Epic Life. And um, I'm just really glad that you get to be here. You know, like we get to experience it together again. I mean, I remember, you know, back in college, you know, Hey, I'm I'm gonna go for a drive, Dick. Do you want do you wanna go? Um, hey, I'm gonna, you know, run to Temple, which is, you know, it was just the next town over and like go to the mall. Like, do you wanna go? You know, just this thing of like we were together getting to um do things together, but also getting to see you um start some of you know that ministry um there on campus and then now getting to like again be almost front row like not necessarily front row because the cool thing is is you're doing things that aren't you know front row that I don't get to be front row to like you're doing them and they're kind of over there on that part of the city you know but um it's just fun and if if anyone doesn't know you know that like we have fun together you know you and I can just laugh and and I don't know. And now I'm just talking about how great it is to be your brother, you know, but it really is. It's, it's fun to just be in the same city, um, part of the same church, getting to know different people in the church as well. Like your friends with people that like, I'm not great friends with, right. I know them obviously. And we're a small enough church that I know people, but like, you're like making friends that are your own and these close relationships uh, I love that. I love that God has allowed that to happen. Um, yeah. I don't know what I would do if you're like way across, you know, like back in Texas. I, I kind of would probably be jealous because, you know, breakfast tacos, but. Mm, God um, bless. But yeah, I'm just, I'm really glad that you're here at Epic Life and look forward to what kind of you know, what it looks like as we're ramping up, you know, like just statewide and, and kind of, you know, as vaccinations roll out, like this COVID thing is still serious, but very much like we're looking, like we're just, we're on the cusp, you know, we can kind of see it, um, mm. this idea that, uh, or the reality that we'll, we'll be fully gathered together. Um, and I just, I look forward to that because I know that um, while God has absolutely been working in spite of um, all the obstacles and all the barriers, um, 
I just, I look forward to what will happen as those barriers begin to fall um, to the wayside, you know, um, those things that make ministry and make life in the church, like not, they don't make it impossible. They just, it makes it difficult. And so I look forward to continuing to see your work here, but also as, as you continue to make your place here at, at Epic Life. Byron, it's it's been really great. Thanks for hopping on. I, I know, um, you know, this is new, right? Like this is a new thing, and um, but this is this is fun, and I'm, I'm really glad to just spend some time with you, even though we spend time all the time, you know, just because we we're siblings. We like we're kind of the best. Like if. For those of you who don't haven't hung out with us yet, like we are available. We come as a package deal sometimes. So. Well, and and I was just gonna say, like we actually get along, you know, and uh, a lot of times, you know, siblings just we just don't want to spend time with you. Like I'll hang out with you, like, but I just not all the time. You and I probably see each other, you know, at least in passing every day. Um, but just you know, checking in and, and going on grocery runs and going to Pilgrim. Go get a latte, um, but shout out to Pilgrim. Uh, but uh, just yeah, I I enjoy being your big brother, and um, I love you. I love you too. You you're pretty cool. I couldn't speak there because I was obviously so yeah. overcome with emotion. All right. Well, thanks for hopping on this. Um, appreciate you, and know that you are one of the epic lives of epic life i know it sounds cheesy but i love it it's true i love it too. i love it you're right like i think once you get past the initial yeah. it's it's nice but know that you are you're one of the epic lives here at epic life <laughs>